All right, let's turn the Word of God to 1 Samuel 17. And look at one of the most familiar stories in the Word of God, 1 Samuel 17. 1 Samuel 17. Without looking, anybody guess what story is there before they, before they find it? David and Goliath, right. Not David and Isaac, David and Goliath, David and Goliath, right. First Samuel 17, well, we'll just, you know, uh, uh, the story, so we're just going to look at a thought through here, not uh, so much of the story, but First Samuel 17, First Samuel 17, and we'll read verses 41 through 51. First Samuel 17, verses 41 through 51 in the Word of God. Say this, and the Philistine came on and drew near unto David, and the man that bare the shield went before him. And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him, for he was but a youth and ruddy and of a fair countenance. And the Philistine said unto David, Am I a dog that thou comest to me with staves? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air and to the beasts of the field. Then David said to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield. But I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. This day will the Lord deliver thee into mine hand, and I will smite thee and take thy head from thee. And I will give the carcass of the hosts of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth, not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. And it came to pass when the Philistine, when the Philistine arose and came and drew nigh to meet David, that David hasted and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. And David put his hand in his bag and took thence a stone and slang it and smote the Philistine in his forehead. And the stone sunk into his forehead and he fell upon his face to the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling of the stone and smote the Philistine and slew him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Therefore David ran and stood upon the Philistine and took his sword and drew it out of the sheath thereof and slew him and cut off his head therewith. And when the Philistines saw their champion was dead, they fled. Let's pray again. Father, again, Lord, we thank you for your goodness and mercy and grace. And Lord, we thank you for these uh, uh, good songs uh, that we heard today and sang today. Lord, we thank you for uh, the testimony of uh, Brother Isaac. Lord, we're glad that you're still in the soul-saving, life-changing, local church-building business. And we pray that even today for those that are here and those that are listening, Lord, uh, uh, if somebody needs to be saved, God, you would work in that heart. If a life needs to be changed, you change it. God, that you continue to build your local church. Uh, so God, work among the spiritual needs of the heart and the homes and the church. Lord, we pray for physical needs. Again, we think of Sister Sarah. Uh, Lord, we think of uh, uh, Sister Carpenter and her brother and others that were mentioned. Uh, Lord, we think of uh, Sister uh, Pitt and her uh, family and loved ones there that you give grace and comfort uh, to them today. And uh, Lord, again, we just thank you for the privilege of being in the house of God and having the word of God. And God, again, challenge us this day and our desires that in everything, Jesus Christ would have the preeminence. Jesus Christ would get the honor and glory and praise for it's in his name we pray. Amen. And uh, uh, so we see here 1 Samuel 17, this uh, great uh, a story, this great uh, truth, this great thing that actually happened, right? Not just a story, it actually uh, happened. Now, uh, just to share a verse with you, Ezekiel twenty-two thirty, another well-known verse says this, 
God says, I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it. But in this case, he says, I found none. But it says there, I sought for a man. You know, God is still uh, seeking for people, amen, that will trust him and step out and live for him. And with David, God found such a man, amen. Uh, he was uh, looking for a man and he found uh, a man in David. In fact, it says this in Acts 13, 22. It says, talking about Saul when he'd removed him, that he raised up unto them David to be their king, to whom also he gave testimony. God gave this testimony. I have found David. Amen. And Ezekiel says, I sought for a man. Of course, uh, uh, there uh, when Saul Saul disobeyed, God was seeking a man and he found a man. He found David, the son of Jesse, says, a man after my own heart who shall fulfill all my will. Boy, that all of us, amen, that all the men and women would have that testimony, amen, that we have a heart for God and we desire to do his will. And we need to remember that even in this day and age, one man, one man, one person, one person trusting God can make a difference in a home, right? Can make a difference in the church, the stirring of the church. And of course, can make a difference in a nation as we see in this story. So in 1 Samuel 17, right? Of course, everybody knows that David was a great leader of Israel, but this is where we see David appearing on the national scene when God's people are in a showdown with the Philistines. And David said this in 1 Samuel 17, verse 45, right? We see a battle in array here. And David said this, David said in verse 45 to the Philistine, thou comest to me again with a sword and a spear and a shield, a sword, a spear and a shield. But then he says this, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. Now think about it. You see two men here. You see David the giant, right, on the Philistine side. And then you see David on the side of Israel. And now think about this. Both these men are facing the same issue, right? <laughs> They're both facing the same situation. But they choose two different options to handle it. Right? They're both facing the same situation, but they both choose two different options on how to handle the situation that they're both facing. And we need to realize this when we face life's battles, uh, there's options. There's options on how to handle that battle. There's always a choice to make, right? When you're facing a battle, you're facing a situation or circumstance in your life, there's options and there's choices that have to be made. How am I going to handle this battle? How am I going to handle this situation, this circumstance that has arisen in my life that I need to make sure is dealt with? We must decide whether we're going to face our problems with a spear, a shield, and a sword, if you will, or by force, or in the name of the Lord, by force faith. We have that option. And of course, David chose the name of the Lord. He chose to handle it by faith. 
He says, I come to you in the name of the Lord. I like that. Amen. There's something about that name. Wish I could sing right now. I'd take off in that song. There's just something about that name. And there's power in that name. Acts 4.12 says this, neither is there salvation in any other, but there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And so we need to realize that right? There's, there's salvation is in a person, but it even comes down to the name of that person. Again, God, uh, Jesus Christ has many titles, right? Uh, you read through the Word of God, and He has many titles, but it's the name of Jesus that has power, right? There's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in the blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, David was telling me earlier, they were down somewhere um, uh, 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 preaching and ministering uh, yesterday, and somebody got up and was uh, uh, pleading the name and the blood of Jesus Christ and said the other crowd just like uh, freaked out. I said, of course. Yeah, you, you, you could have said uh, some other names, but they wouldn't have phased them. But, but there's, there's power in that name. There's power uh, in, in the blood of Jesus Christ. And so uh, notice verse 6. In verse 6, David shows boldness and, a, and display of great faith. Notice verse 46, when he's talking to this uh, giant, when he's facing this battle, he says this, you see, he shows great boldness of faith and great faith will give you great boldness. You see that in the book of Acts uh, with the disciples, right? Where they exercise great faith, therefore they had great boldness. And notice what he says in verse 46, it starts off this day, he just didn't say, well, you know, maybe somewhere down the road, we're going to handle this thing. No, he says this day. He is expecting a result from God on this very day. You know, a lot of times we pray, but are we expecting, right? Are we expecting results from God, right, when we pray? So he says, this day will the Lord deliver thee into my hand. And he says, look at this, I will smite thee. I like it in the Bible when it says, I will. Because again, we all know God is able, but faith doesn't just say God is able. Faith says the God that is able will, <laughs> amen, that he will. And David says this, and I will smite thee and take thy head from thee. And I will give the carcass of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air, unto the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. So he, he repeats, this day, this day, I will, I will. Well, we need to ask God to give us that kind of faith when we're facing battles, when we're facing situations and circumstances in our life. God, increase my faith and give me boldness to know, amen, that you will, amen, move in on my behalf. For God, you will move in and take care of this. And so uh, 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 Israel, uh, Goliath was wanting to use force, right? He had a shield and sword and all that. But David said, I'm coming by faith. Now, if you look up a few verses, you see that uh, even the leaders of Israel tried to get him uh, to use force instead over faith. Look at verses 38 and 39. They tried to get him uh, uh, to use the same things that uh, 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 the Philistines and the, the Goliath was using. Verse 38 says this, And Saul armed David with his armor 
and he put a helmet of brass upon his head, and he armed him with a coat of mail, and David girded his sword. So look there, he has, you know, he, he says, hey, David, uh, uh, Goliath has a, has a sword, and he has a, right, and he has a shield and all these things. Man, you better, you better have those same things. You better have those same things. But David essayed to go, it says, for he had not proved them. And David said, I cannot go with these. I have not proved them. And he put them, he put them off. Hey, listen, uh, the world has a way with dealing with things. The world has a way with dealing their situations, circumstances. You know, I, I talk to people and I say, I say, well, why do you drink? So, well, that's the only way I can deal with this. Uh, why, why, what are you doing uh, uh, smoking uh, dope? Well, you know, that's the only way I, I can deal with this. Hey, why you, oh, that's the only way I can do this. And I tell people, say, listen, that's what Jesus Christ is for. Hey, listen, uh, they tell me what they're facing. I say, you know what? I've faced those things since I, some of those things since I've been saved. I've faced some of those things even now uh, in my present life. I have to deal with things. You know what? But I don't. I don't. I don't uh, go grab me uh, a, 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 a bottle of whiskey. I don't go uh, uh, downtown looking uh, uh, for. I think I gave those things up when I got saved. Amen. Uh, actually, I quit drinking the day I got, got I got got married. I know. I don't want to say that I started drink. I stopped drink the day most men start. I wouldn't say that. Right on the wedding day. But I quit drinking. I'm wedding day, I really, even though I wasn't saved yet. I quit that day, but of course, uh, 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 I gave up but then. But of course, uh, I got saved, and that's why I don't uh, uh, drink now and do those things. But I said, that's what, but now I don't need those things. I've got the Word of God. I've got the Spirit of God. I've got the Lord Jesus Christ to help me get through battles, to help me get through situation and circumstance. So I don't need the world's ways of dealing with things. God gave me a way to deal with the things that I face in life now. And so David said, hey, I haven't proved these. And so what did David choose? David chose to stick with something he had proved, something that had not failed him, something that he knew was effective in the battles and issues of life. And what was that? Faith in God. He said, you can have that. I choose, amen, to go forward with faith in God. As a matter of fact, look up a few more verses, and he had told Saul that. Look at verse 34. He said this, uh, David said to Saul, thy servant kept thy father's sheep. And there came a lion in a bar, amen, and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went after him and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he rose against me, I caught him by the beard and I smote him and I slew him. I like that. Verse 36, and notice what it says. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear. Hey, hey, uh, God enabled me to protect his sheep. I took on that bear and I took on that lion. And I want you to know that God's going to help me with this problem too. Look what he says. And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them seeing that he had to fight the armies of the living God. He said, I haven't proved these things, but let me tell you something. I, there is something that I have proved that I found faithful, and I found that faith in God, amen, has uh, met the challenge of everything in my life. Boy, we want to have that kind of testimony. We need to be able to tell the world, hey, I don't need your way of dealing with things. I don't need to go to your counseling session. I don't go need to go to your little retreat place, amen. I, God has given me a way to deal with things in my life. Amen. He's given me the word of God. He's given me the spirit of God. He's given me the name and the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. And he's given me a great faith. Amen. And listen, I look back over 34 years of a Christian
Christian life and I say that God's been faithful. I say that faith in him has been uh, faithful. And I say that he has delivered me over and over again, amen, by trusting him and trying to handle things the way that he's given me to handle them according to the word of God. And look what he says in verse 42. It says this, and when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him. And he was but a youth and ruddy and of a fair countenance. That word disdain means to hold in contempt and to despise. And this is true, amen. Uh, uh, this is uh, how true believers in the true God are looked at by the world today. They disdain us, amen, that we would stand bold in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. But look again what it says in verse 46. Again, he says, this day will the Lord deliver thee into my hand and I will smite thee and take thine head from thee. And I will give the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts. Look at this. Why am I going to do this? Look at the end of verse 46 that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Notice that statement, that all the earth may know. Listen, what do we see right here? This is God's cause, amen? This is God's purpose, that all the earth may know about him and his power. God's cause has always been worldwide. Now, I know we think uh, uh, the, the greatest commission just showed up there in Matthew, right? Right before Jesus ascended. But God's message, amen, God's word of deliverance has always been a worldwide message. He's always wanted uh, the whole world to know. That's why uh, you see that all through the Old Testament. And he always mentions, right, we think Israel, but you always hear what? Those strangers among you, those strangers among you, right? Amen. Uh, the, the message has always been a worldwide message. And in fact, uh, uh, David made this statement in verse 29. What did he say? When, when, uh, when he saw, when he came in there and, and he just saw the army of Israel sitting around and not believing God and, and even his, uh, even his uh, older brother rebuked him. So oh, who's taking care of that handful of sheep? What are you doing here? You know, uh, just, uh, just, just give us our Spider-Man lunchboxes, amen, and go about your way, right? Just, get, just go back, right? Just go back to daddy. And what David say? he looked at he said, hey, is there not a call? And he states what that cause is, that all the world may know, amen, that God is a mighty, the God of Israel is the living and true God, and he's the God of Israel, and he's the God of the whole world as well. So uh, like David, we need to understand and live for God's cause. David understood God's cause, and David lived for God's cause, and David was even willing to die for God's cause. So uh, a couple of thoughts there. God's cause, when we know God's cause, God's cause will keep us on the right path. David got there. He knew what God's cause was and he was focused on it. He didn't get sidetracked. There were those that tried to get him sidetracked. His brothers tried to get him sidetracked. Other soldiers tried to get him sidetracked. Uh, Saul even tried to get him sidetracked by trying on his armor, tried to get him sidetracked. Listen, uh, we know what God's cause is. We don't need to get sidetracked in the service of God. And we've certainly seen, uh, uh, with everything going on in our world today, we've seen even a lot of churches get sidetracked. We don't want to get uh, uh, sidetracked. I, you know, I talk to other preacher friends of mine, and they tell me about stuff, and I say, well, that's good. That's nice, amen? Uh, but I'm going to stay uh, 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 focused on uh, uh, the Word of God. 
That's what I want to stay focused on. I want to stay focused on the cause of God. That's what I want to be focused on. Those things are good. It's not that, it's not that everything they're sidetracked by is bad. Listen, everything that people, believers get sidetracked on isn't bad. Some of it's even good. Some of the political stances they take in are good. But you know what's better? The cause of God. You know what's the best? The cause of God. It's not that I don't agree with some of the things that they're sidetracked by. I would agree with them. And I'm glad they've chosen some good things. But I've chosen the better things. Amen. The word of God and the cause of God and the message of Jesus Christ. Because I know that that's the only thing that can change a heart. That's the only thing that can change a nation. That's the only thing that can change a home is the cause of God and the message of the Lord Jesus Christ. So that when you understand you, the cause of God will keep you focused and on the right path. The cause of God will help us keep things in the proper order. Again, those things are good, but we want the better. We want the best for God's people, right? We, David kept God's glory preeminent in his life. Colossians 1.18 says this, and he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things, all things, and may I say all things at all times, even in the midst of a pandemic in 2021, all things at all times, he should have the preeminence. He's the head of the church. Hey, sure, I care about who the head of my nation is, but more important to me who, than who's the head of my nation is who's the head of the church. Amen. And keeping my focus on him and lifting him up and preaching him. So God's cause will keep us on the right path. David stayed on the right path. God's cause will keep our priorities straight and, and everything in the proper order. Right. Uh, David saw some things, but he knew what, amen, what needed to be preeminent. David understood God's cause. Also, he understood it required sacrifice. Amen. He said, listen, somebody's got to be willing to take this on. It requires sacrifice. And you know what? God's cause requires sacrifice, and I'm willing to pay that sacrifice. David understood that God's cause could not be fulfilled in the power of the flesh or simply by human force, but through faith, that it required trusting the God of Israel. As we learned in, uh, in required faith, as we read in 1 John recently, 1 John 5, 4, this is the victory that overcometh the world, that overcometh the Philistines, that overcometh the giant, even our faith. That was true when John wrote it down, and that was true, amen, when David went before the uh, Goliath, even our faith. So David understood that God's cause by faith brought eternal benefits that all the world may know. So he says at the end of uh, verse uh, uh, 46, he says, listen, the reason I'm doing that is because there's a cause, right? That all the world might know that there is a true and living God. So he spoke that for everybody. But then notice he makes another statement in verse 47, which I think is important uh, to recognize. And it says this, and that, and all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. Now, I think it's important. He said this assembly. I, I, I believe that this assembly is a reference to God's people. He said, look at this. 
He said, listen, you got the Philistines set here who, 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 who uh, worship a false god. And then you got the people of the true and living God. And you know what? They've got backslidden right now. They're trusting in the same thing. They're, they're looking about, man, they're sitting back and saying, oh, who's going to have, who's going to take the shield? Who's going to take the sword and go before alive? You know, and no, uh-uh. our, the, our, our, our weapons of warfare are different than theirs, right? The assembly. And so there was a whole army assembled there of God's people. Now we know that you can't rely on the world's people. But unfortunately, again, even the majority of God's people often fail the faith test when battles arise, whether in their personal life or even on the national stage, as we've seen recently, even in our own country. Now, we know in verse 46, we know all the earth needs to know there's a true God. But this assembly, God's people, the church, Need to know faith still gets the job done and the battle is still there. Hey, David said, hey, listen, God's people need to be reminded that faith still gets the job done and that the battle is still the Lord's. And in 2021, the church needs to be reminded that faith still gets the job done and the battle is still the Lord's. We need to remember that. We need to be reminded of that. Hey, uh, 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 the, 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 uh, the lost world needs to be redeemed, but sometimes God people, God's people need to be reminded, amen, that, about the God. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, you know these verses say this, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. You see, when we try to lean on our own understanding, you know what? We lean on the flesh and we try to do things by force or in our own power, in our own reasoning. Sort of like, and God rebuked his people for that. In 2 Kings 1.16, he said this. The prophet came and said, Thus saith the Lord, For as much as thou hast sent messengers to inquire of Beelzebub and the God of Ekron, he says this, is it not because there's no God in Israel to inquire of his word? Therefore thou shalt come down off that, thou shalt not come down off that bed on which thou art gone up, but shall surely die. And so, hey, listen, a, a leader dies because what? He wasn't trusting God. He didn't exercise faith, but he was looking to the arm of the flesh and the arm of force to try and fight one of their battles. But when, when we do like David did, when we acknowledge God, when we acknowledge God and cast everything upon him like David did, he will direct our path and give us the faith that is needed. Second Corinthians 10, 4 says this, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but what are they? They're mighty. They're mighty, but it says they're mighty through God. They're mighty through God. They're not mighty in our own power. They're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So listen, we can try, we can try, or we can trust. We can try in our own power and our own wisdom when we face things in life, or we can trust God. 1 Peter 5, 7 says this, Again, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Casting all your care at all times, we might add. Casting all your care at all times. Whatever you're going through, cast it upon the Lord. Psalm 34, 7 says this. 
The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him, and he delivereth them, and he delivereth them. So listen, we all face things in life, but when we face things in life, even as we we have options. The world doesn't have options, right? They don't have options. They only, have, they only know one way to deal with things. But we have options now, right? We, 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 can, we, can, make a, we can make a choice. And so like I, I mentioned before, when I was witnessing to somebody and they were trying to tell me, you know, oh, you Christians, you Christians. I said, what are you talking about? How can you tell me what it's like to be a Christian? Listen, you've never been one. I've been a sinner. So I can tell you what it's like at your house. But you've never been a Christian, so you can't tell me what it's like at my house. I've lived both places, so I can tell you which one is better. You've only lived in one place, so you can't tell me which one's better, right? But I've lived, so I can tell you which one is better. And listen, uh, I, I, I've tried the world's way of doing things. I tried, uh, you know, the drug and all that stuff. So I've tried the world's way, and now I'm saved, and I've tried the other way. I've tried, amen, trusting God. I've tried uh, doing things according to the word of God. Amen. I've tried exercising faith and trusting God to help me out in a situation. You know what? And so I can tell you which one's better. Amen. Trusting God. Uh, listen, uh, faith beats the, the, the force and, and wisdom of the flesh any day of the week. Amen. Faith. Faith is what gets the job done. So listen, uh, listen, amen, the world needs to know. We need to be out there uh, ex ex uh, uh, right, uh, attempting great things for God and expecting great things from God so the world can hear. But hey, listen, uh, uh, the believers need to be reminded in this day and age that it's still faith that gets the job done. You see, God's cause, as we mentioned ago, that all the world may know, and this is written thousands of years ago, so God's cause has always been a worldwide cause. And so as we look down through human history, as we finish up here, as we look down through human history, we see God's cause is threaded, of course, all through human history. In each generation, right? God's cause was in every generation that all the world may know. In every generation, the cause has been that all the world may know. And so in each generation... And God gives to each generation. He gives that generation a time. He gives that generation a turn, if you will, amen, uh, to accomplish God's cause, right? And he gives uh, them a place, if you will, to his man or his people. So what do we see in this story, right? Uh, uh, God's cause, uh, right, where there was that all the earth may know that, right, the, the living God is the God of Israel. And so in this story, what do we see? We see David's time. This was his time, amen, to get out there and prove to the Philistines and prove to even God's people and remind them and prove to the world who the true God was. This was, this was David's time. This was David's turn. Amen. And this was David's place right there on the battlefield, right, to fulfill uh, the mission of God. This was his place, right, to do what God had called him to do. But now we're reading this story and it's a wonderful story. We like reading it. We like telling the kids about it. But hey, now we're in 2021. This is thousands of years ago. So it's our generation. It's our generation that is on the scene now. So you know what that means? This is our time. This is our time. This is our turn. It's our turn 
to let the world know, amen, that there is a living and true God. It's our time to remember, to remind uh, the church and believers that, hey, God is still alive. And even in 2021, faith still gets the job done. So for us, this is our time. This is our turn. This is our place to exercise faith in the battles of life, to exercise faith when facing the giants that would come our way as individuals, as a home, as a church, as a nation. And so it's our responsibility in our generation to move God's cause forward like David did when he had his time, his turn, and his place. Because we will answer to God. We will answer to God for our point of time in human history. We'll answer to God for our point. How did we uh, fulfill God's cause? How do we do in getting the message out, right, that all the world might know? How do we do, amen, in keeping the church stayed up as God's church stirred up in trusting God? And so as we finish up, we need to ask ourselves, as we deal with the, the issues of life and our life, how are you going to respond to the problems of your life? We all have them. How are you going to respond to the problems of your life, of your personal life, of your family life, of your Christian life, or maybe even uh, on the job in your business life? Amen. Are you going to are you going to deal with things the way the world does by flesh and force or are you going to deal with them by faith? Is there not a cause? Well, hey, in 2021, there's still a cause. And listen, uh, the whole world still needs to know who God is. And the church, amen, still needs to be uh, stirred up once again. Amen. This assembly, hey, the world needs to know, but this assembly, amen, uh, needs to be reminded as well that uh, 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 he, he's our God and he still, listen, we don't need the world's means to accomplish. We don't need their sword. We don't need their shield, right? Uh, we don't need their music. <laughs> we don't need their means right? To accomplish and win the battle, right? God's way of doing things is still the way, amen, to get his message out and to win the battle, whether it's, again, the personal battle, the family of the heart, uh, the battle of the heart, the battle of the home, or even the things that we might face as a church or as a nation. Let's pray.